Well, guess what? Here's my receipt. I just gave $20 to US Arc. Fuck whoever, you. Whoever can give $20 can talk, but not until then. And then a guy who who was like agreeing with me paid $20 to US Arc. And then no one who was talking shit did it. Did it. Not one motherfucker. Not some fucking person with their profile picture with the fucking boa driving in their car through the fucking <laughs> McDonald's drive through which is fucking, apparently you're able to do that, but God forbid you see that they bite. This is From the Ground Up, the story of me starting my reptile business. They don't talk about things, like I try not to talk about things. So that I could bring them up on the podcast, like naturally, and like see what your initial reaction is. Okay. It's not like it's not like a bad. So, thing. It it's sounds like, like, like you're trying to catch thing. me off guard, but okay. Well, yeah, but kind of. But the thing is, I don't want to have to explain things to you, and then we go on the podcast with you already having an understanding of it. So, like, because I want it to be explained from like the most basic level, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yes, because I'm basic person. Basic bitch. As yeah. far as snakes, basic snake bitch. I was listening to Tim Ferriss, and he said this thing, like a piece of advice that he got. He's like, look at your business in 10 years. How do you make that happen in six months? It's intense. You should, should you be able to make something in 10 years happen in six months? But that's not the... You know, the moral of the story is, are you holding off? Is there a way to expedite, you know, try your hardest, make things go as fast as possible, you know, to have more success faster? So I think I thought about that. And it's like, what is a way to do that via snakes? And But aren't you on the snakes time in some way? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is that you could wholesale. So, like, I'm trying, I want to discuss what wholesaling is and if it's good or bad or indifferent. Okay. So, do you know, like, the concept of wholesaling? So, like, you're basically buying either from a different breeder or, like, a different farm or something like that. Someone, you're buying low and then selling higher, just like any other type of retail any business, any Right, anything, yeah. anyone does that. Right. But there's like a weird disposition about that in the reptile community. Like some people think it think it's like like flesh peddlers or something like that. Like what? Yeah, they think it's not the proper thing to do for an animal. Well, then how else are you gonna make money? I know, but the thing is, like, where's the where's the distinction there? Like, all that's the only thing that's different is that, and I know there's more value in something that you breed yourself for sure. And everyone would like to do that. But I think the people I've seen that have gone up that way, meaning like starting by breeding, it either took them Forever. 10 years mm-hmm. to, to finally get on their feet or it took like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. You know what I mean? I don't think that that's, Unfortunately, I think you are kind of, and there. I think there's a good way and a bad way to go about wholesaling things, 
even there's a good and bad way about breeding things and selling things also. So in other words, like I'm not going to go to some poor source to get the cheapest animal. I want to get someone that I can trust, Mm -hmm. you know, to get a certain animal and make sure they feed and make sure they're healthy before you even try to sell them. Right. Because you're not going to want to fuck someone over. Right. And people don't don't realize that pretty much everyone who makes a living at reptiles is doing that. Just like I was explaining to you, just like we saw Brian's vlog and, you know, he was getting those snakes in. You're kind of like, why is he getting those snakes in? Right. And then I was like, you know, he bought them wholesale and he's going to sell them. Even though in the vlog, he's like, oh, no, I never want to sell them. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's the main reason why he got them. But. So, but like, what's weird to me is if everyone's trying to buy it low, like, how do you even sell it to someone like does that make sense like for high if every you know everyone in the snake business knows like the way to do is buy low and sell high but so if everyone knows that how do you it's not that it's that you know a lot of people don't want to wholesale because it's seen as a like black eye on what everyone's doing in the reptile hobby and it's seen as an it has negative connotations for basically no reason because everyone used to do that so what my thing would be is buy, you know, 10 of one species, keep 1.3 and then sell, meaning like... What is a point three? Meaning one male, three females. So the oh. first, like the first digit would be the male section and then okay. the second would be a female. I've never so heard So one male and three females. Like that. Yeah, that's like, I don't know, that's what we do. Okay. But, um, snake decimal system. Yeah. So (laughs) if I'm keeping four and selling six, then I get a little bit of return and then I'm getting a breeding group to breed more for the future. To sustain in the future. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think people, and that's pretty much how every breeder came up from nothing is like doing something similar. I know Brian did that. And people like shit on him for not being good enough at whatever. So. I feel like no matter what, someone's shitting on you, but always. But it's like fuck them, right? But like Gary like, Gary V said, someone shit on you, just feel bad for them. Follow Gary V's logic. Yeah, because for the most part, if someone's shitting on you, it's be coming from themselves. And the, the fact is, people think you're like doing wrong by the animals, but not if you're not i mean what are you doing <laughs> you're not doing anything wrong by them you know? yeah and people don't like the fact that you try to make money also on reptiles really why who I cares don't, i feel like i well they feel like the animals shouldn't be money whatever whatever I mean, animals are money in every, you know, with, when we eat animals, that's money too. At least we're not eating the snakes. We're not killing, you know what I mean? Like right. you're taking care of them in the best even, way possible. Even if you are, I think like some things like farming alligators or something, that's one of the reasons why the alligator population is so well off because there's people farming alligators and skinning them so that people don't have to go out and hunt them so much. And, you know... People don't realize that a snake isn't a uh, a wild animal anymore <laughs> once it's in the box. You know, it's we keep them in a box and then say, you know, we're doing all these great things. But at the end of the day, like that's not a snake that can go back out in the wild. No, because it's as become long as you're used not, to it. 
Right. Yeah. As long as you're not releasing them into the wild, then I mean, that's always going to be a pet snake no matter what. And you do the best you can for it for sure. And you make sure everything's going to a good place. But I don't see what the... What the harm is. Right. And I would love to hear someone's like reasoning other than you shouldn't do snakes for money because you're not harming them. Right. Yeah. I think it's kind of some people's um, way of, you know, saying, hey, this isn't why I do it for a living is because just because I don't do snakes for money or whatever. And people think that you don't like the animals if you're selling if them. If you're using it for money. But everyone's doing that shit. And I'm not like selling ball pythons, which everyone has. Mm-hmm. Like I would want to do other stuff. What's interesting to me about snakes, like, it's like you're selling it to someone who's doing kind of the same thing you're doing. You know, like, when you have a clothes business, you're, like, selling it to someone, you know, to wear and keep it. But in snakes, for the most part, you're, like, selling it to someone who's probably going to sell it again. You know what I mean? Or breed it and sell it again. breed it, yeah. And so that's what's very – it's a continuous process for the most part, which is very interesting to me about the business because it's, like, it you know, it's going to keep going or it's going to make – yeah. Yeah, it just – it's a cycle of that snake going on. Like, you're helping someone else who's going to help someone else who's going to help someone else. That's why it's kind of like a pyramid scheme in the way of whoever has the most expensive snake, it trickles down. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Right. And, um, yeah, people don't, don't realize that, but I mean, I would want to come from it from a different angle. I mean, I want to get into some of the higher level stuff, but first I want to get, you know, a good base of, of things. Just for what purpose? Meaning for, I want to be able to, um, say pay the bills with $200 animals. Cause you're going to sell a lot more of those than you know a twenty thousand dollar animal it may take more effort more time to get a buyer for that and that will be nice but i want to make sure i have that concrete income you know i think it was um another breeder in canada he has this uh company called marcus jane he does he says like the 250 fifty dollar animals is really how he makes his money like that's how it's more consistent Right. Yeah, like he can go to a reptile show and sell those animals all day. So the fact is that those are the animals that pay the bills, keep you above water. And then when he sells the higher dollar animals, that's just kind of, you know, money on top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or he can reinvest it and stuff like that. So I think I think, um, you know, you need some type of assurance that you're going to get a certain amount of money. Like that's why people wholesale this. And some people wholesale for like way too little amount of money. Like they breed and then they can't get rid of the snakes. So, so they, they have to make wholesale it them to someone. Mm-hmm. You know, my idea would be, you know, market and sell well enough. It's because people don't put energy into selling them. They just want to breed the snake. And I understand that, but you're going to end up, and then they end up with all these snakes left over or they wholesale them for less than they can even that they even bred them for. They don't realize, you know, how much it costs them to breed a snake. And then they just breed more the next year when it's like you couldn't even sell the ones you had from last year. So why, why breed more? You? So yeah. you said people don't realize the cost of breeding things. What goes into the cost? Like in my head, 
you just got to make females. them have sex. So I don't know what the cost is. Yeah, the cost is like betting for the male and the female that's going to breed, food for the male and female that's going to breed, the electricity they use each month, as well as... But that's you know, not any different you, than just keeping them, right? That's the same no, cost. No, no, but once you get a larger collection, you know, you got to think about that. Because who's just keeping 200 snakes? Someone who doesn't believe snakes are for money. Yeah, but <laughs> the thing is that you're going to become, unless you're very wealthy, you're going to become strapped and, you know, the snake might suffer as a consequence to that. You have to, to keep them healthy, you have to have money. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't just keep on sinking money into it unless, I guess, you have a lot of money, but, but that's, that's your not... thing to do. So at the end of the day, you're helping the snakes because, you know, you're keeping yourself your pockets fill so that you can spend more money on yeah, them. Yeah, as but some people and some people do it wrong, you know, they buy buy snakes the week before the show and then go to the show with those snakes and you know sell them immediately. And oh, how do they even know? Like, how do you even know that they're healthy? Right, stuff like you don't that, know anything right? about them if you just And then and then people also don't know anything about the species that they're selling to. Some that's the whole thing. Like you see all these people with like green tree pythons and Amazon tree boas and stuff that really isn't that easy to keep. And it's like, it's going to catch someone's eye and they're going to buy it. But what's happening after that? So I think that's why it's much more responsible for me. At least it helps my mind to, you know, sell a colubrid species, meaning something that's, you know, from North America, something that's easier to keep, something that it's pretty easy to give them a good quality of life in comparison to something, you know, even a ball python is going to be from West Africa. And like people don't know at all how to replicate the heat and humidity for that. Like a corn snake, you could keep that pretty much room temperature. It's, hmm. It wouldn't be the best, but like... But it'd be okay. Right. So it's like, I feel much better than that doing that than selling some ball python that someone's going to keep in a in a fish tank and there's going to be no humidity and therefore you know it's going to have all types of issues like shedding issues and even like you know respiratory infection stuff like that is there um like a verifying system in the snake business or like i don't know this makes me think of like drugs where you know they talk about drugs are like cut with stuff and you don't know what you're getting like in snakes is there like a you know like something to like prove or you just kind of have to go off the buyers telling you that <laughs> you're you... getting you know okay well with the different species mix and the breeding and right. all that so it's like you do you, are you just up to the what the buyer or what the seller says of what it is or are, is there like a process you know what i mean you are and you aren't so like someone will go to um the pet store and say, Hey, I like that jungle carpet Python, like those carpet pythons that I have. And then they'll get a jungle carpet Python and then they'll get another jungle carpet Python from somewhere else. And then they breed those together. And then they say, I got jungle carpet pythons, but that's not necessarily true. Right. Cause that one from someone else could have had something else in it. Right. Right. And you would pretty much not know you're like, that's either a shitty jungle carpet Python or a jungle coastal cross. But there's a small sector of people who care enough. To where there's lineages so like that the male that i have and also the the jungle carpets that i have have lineages that go all the way back basically 
to the point where you can say this is probably when they were smuggled from Australia. And then that's another gray area because they were smuggled from Australia. They weren't legally brought over mm-hmm. or maybe they were brought over in zoos, but it can get a little gray, but there's people who go back as far as possible. Yeah. See, I feel like you should have to like sell it with that. With lineage. Like yeah, with which, being like, so you can, pr- so you, you as the buyer is like, okay, I know I'm getting exact. You're getting exact. Right. Cause I feel like that helps for the keeping it and all that stuff after, you know, as far as like helping it, doing the best for it that you can to right. breed it. So, you know, you're getting exactly like what you think and you're it, getting. And it depends because, um, you know, some people are really strict about they want something very pure and some people don't care as much. You know, if you're just buying it for a pet, you probably don't care as much. Right. So there's only a certain sector of people, which I guess I'm one of those people who want to know exactly what it is and that it's pure and everything. I would like want to know that too. So like it's important for like the pine snakes and uh, the carpet pythons that I have. But I mean, you're not going to get a ball, pyth- a ball python that has something else in it. Okay. Because the other species that you would breed to that are either going to be very obvious that it's something else or it's not going to be an advantage to pure, to, you know, to make it not pure. It will only be harder. Ball pythons are easy to breed. They're the most, they're the cheapest thing to get, you know, as far as in comparison to breeding it, like you would breed it with like a Burmese python or like an African rock python or like an Angolan python, like just things that are mm-hmm. too expensive or too big. And it would look weird. So you weird wouldn't do it. it. Yeah. You just wouldn't do it. But the carpet pythons are pretty easy because they're just subspecies and you can find a coastal carpet adult at a pet store and a jungle mm-hmm. in quotation marks at a pet store. And they're both breeding age. So you just throw them together or yeah so it's much easier and especially because you can't tell those same with the pine snakes there's no definitive answer sometimes with whether something's a northern a southern a uh, louisiana pine whatever so i would definitely want to know so yeah if you're if you're that guy you gotta know and so someone should set up some like system i don't know well no there is i mean if you look at like Nick Mutton's site, he's a guy who does only Indo-Australian pythons, mostly carpet pythons, and he has, you know, lineage set up for all of his okay. animals. So you buy his animal, you say, hey, this is this is bred to this. Like, it goes back, like, 20 years. And so you can say, at least to as far as anyone else can go, I mean, like, no one could go any further than that because it's going back to, you know, people who smuggled or whatever mm-hmm. like that you know it's as far back as, as you, you can go. get yeah so he's done the best out of anyone to make sure that it's if it's not even if it's not pure you know exactly where it came from and what's been done with it well i like nick mutton he said yeah i like his style yeah he also you know goes towards much more rare stuff and uh and that's what you would want to know, you know, common stuff. Like like you said, you know, like ball pythons, you know. But yeah, I mean, if you're going to spend like $100 on a $100 on a corn snake, maybe you don't care. Like, uh, not that they're not pure, but if you go to PetSmart, 
they're just like fancy corn snake. That's what it's called. Oh my god! So like you don't know what morph it is, and either do probably the breeders that are breeding it, but nor do any of the people getting... at PetSmart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't even know what it is. But um, yeah, so you're just getting a fancy. They do it for ball pythons fancy. now too. Yeah, fancy. You get a fancy. So Ooh, so you la, don't la. know like what the actual morph is in that, but. But. It's kind of cool, though. You can pick one that you like to look at. The fanciest. Yeah, the fanciest. <laughs> Which is why I like ball pythons. Everyone's concerned about what morph everything is. Mm-hmm. I think it's coming to the point where people are just going to say, hey, that looks nice, so I'm going to buy that. I mean, that's what I'm going off of, but that's because I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's a smart way to breed, probably. Because, you know, I could make this dark just kind of normal looking ball python to you but someone's gonna pay twenty thousand dollars for it because it's a new gene but uh i think now it's coming more to the point where it's like oh that looks really cool so that's what i'm gonna get i like that which is a a very reasonable proposition (laughs) (laughs) it makes sense but once money's involved you know people just want whatever's rare whatever can make more money which is, you know, if you wholesale, you're a flesh trader, but for flesh, flesh peddler, flesh yeah. selling the flesh. <laughs> but I mean, as long as as long as you're not keeping animals together and shit, like in big things, and pet stores do that every day. Well, duh, you know, it's fucking shit. pet smart. Yeah, yeah. So it's like people, people yell at people for doing the dumbest shit, you know, for doing things that's. That happens all over the place, which I'm not saying stoop down to that level. Right. But do the best that you can, which is at least like, you know, separating everything and making sure that they're healthy and stuff like that before you sell them. So kind of this is going to be a bad transition, but back to the quote you said in the beginning, what in your 10 year business plan can you do in six months? Nothing, but well, it's not directly applicable, but like I said, <laughs> the, the main idea of it is that, you know, don't wait to, to build your business, you know, do it, do it in the most efficient and probably fastest way, you know, that you can. So just think of what you could do to get further quicker. What can you do to get further quicker? That's what I just spent. I know. <laughs> I'm just about. joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, you're talking about wholesale and all that. Keeping your morals while doing it, which is something, you know, everyone bitches about everyone doing something else. Then, hey, why don't you do it better, asshole? Why don't you be the one who, you know, doesn't do it? Because what everyone else is doing is making money. So they think, well, let me just, you know. They're making it work, but it's everyone, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people are just looking at people who are successful, and they're just trying to bitch about whatever. So, like, and I don't really agree with what Brian's vlog, you know, like the blindfolding handling snakes. Oh, you don't? But he knows which, well, they all know which ones are giving him. and. Yeah, yeah, but. As going as far as like, 
I don't want to have to do silly gimmicky shit yeah. for people to look at my stuff. It's a little gimmicky, but it makes it fun. And then putting like the cute girls on, on the YouTube covers, which everyone does that clickbait kind of thing. Gotta get, You've noticed it. <laughs> you got to get fe- it's sex cells in every cells. in every facet <laughs> of. Like yeah, years. I mean, no matter what you're selling, sex will sell. Yeah, and I mean, I know that you're going to have to do that on YouTube, stuff like that. But, um, you know, everyone's going crazy about how it's a bad view of the hobby and stuff. It gives people a bad idea of snakes. What? Playing with them or... No, like doing silly shit where he gets bit. Like he gets bit on purpose a lot. So, um, yeah, like what do you think of that when you see it? Like if you didn't know me and handle snakes before, what would your be? What would your impression be? Of someone getting bit? Yeah, or of Brian's vlog, or something like that. I mean, it's the same my impression now. I think it's he makes it he makes it entertaining. It's part of entertainment, right. and I think. If you're able to combine entertainment and education, what does he call it? Uh, he call it, he has a word for it. Yeah, Ed, edutainment. Edutainment. Yeah. yeah, and I think he does that very well. That's how you bring people like me who don't know shit right. in. You know, people like you. I know that's it's why different. it's so it's so hard to judge him for doing it because who else is getting word out there about anything? You know, everyone wants to talk shit whenever he does anything, but. What are you guys doing? They're making boring-ass monotone videos. Well, to me, they're boring. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't, I'm not as well-versed in it. He's bringing, he's bringing me he's in. He's bringing new people in. Right. Like. Yeah, which the industry needs. Totally. Never in a million years would I thought I'd be excited to meet him this weekend. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just think it's, it's interesting. And the one, like one person, everyone's going crazy, you know, shitting on him. And then. Justin Kobelka, who is a ball python breeder, he made a video and he's like, yeah, I know everything's going on right now, but I'm just going to make video. I'm just going to make good videos about my shit and not worry about, you know, you can't worry about, oh, what's Brian going to do? Mm-hmm. Make, just do your just own Just do thing. yours and what, you know, what speaks to you to and make. If, and if you can be more successful doing it, then do it. I don't think you should ever do anything specifically for likes, but I mean, he did like the Dudeson thing, all that stuff, the Jake Paul shit. You know, he did that just to get more people, and I understand where that's coming from. Like, a lot of people are shitting on him for something that provides for his family and shit like yeah. that. Like, why would you... I, I think it's different. Like, none of the animals were harmed. I know it's stressful. I wouldn't do it with my snakes. I wouldn't put them in a pool. Mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't do that i would probably find something else to do Mm -hmm. but um you know who am i to say how he makes money to feed his fucking family but i also i mean i can also see people who feel like you know it's like making bring it's making it silly and no it's bringing i i can see how people would feel you know it's like if they're hardcore you know like this is my life you know it's very serious and intense well, they're, but, they're worried so, about you're showing, um, first of all, that it's okay to, like, abuse animals. Throw them in the pool. Yeah, which, I don't know. It didn't hurt them. Like, yeah, it stressed them out, but. Right. No, like I said, I wouldn't do it, but who am I to talk? Well, I think he definitely should have had a, um, like, 
disclaimer in there like hey keep it in the vlog you know, oh do you say it. don't try this at home one of those yeah things. i believe so i, I hope really so because you know then you're gonna have stupid fucking jake paulers whatever the fuck they're called out there th- you know like oh jake paul's swim as a snake like i want to do it too yeah. You know, like that bullshit. And so they're going to go buy it. So, you know, buy a snake. Yeah, and also, yeah, more. don't buy a snake without knowing anything <laughs> about snakes just because you saw it on a Jake Paul video. Yeah, that's why it's fucking. Don't do anything stuff. Jake Paul does. Don't do anything. <laughs> Nothing Jake Paul does. Yeah, he's a great A maggot. You don't want to do anything <laughs> he's doing. Uh-huh. But at the same time, like you said, it, you know, all those people saw snakes and maybe they're like, oh, no, I. Or they look at Brian's stuff, but yeah, there's both I mean, sides. There's yeah. both sides to everything. Yeah, and they're saying, oh, like this is the kind of stuff that will get, you know, the humane society and everyone to ban keeping snakes. Right, right. If anything, he's kind of showing that snakes are. He's showing that they're not that as terrifying as you know. Right. But at the same time, is but at the putting same them... time, yeah, and it's a tough spot. Who's to say whatever? Like I, uh, I had this picture, maybe like a year ago or so. I got bitten by like an adult female ball python, mm-hmm. and like it hit a vein. So like I had a giant, giant like bubble in my arm, and Ooh. there was like a bruising all around it. Ew. And I posted it in like a, a ball python forum just to be like, oh, this is interesting. Like I thought you would think this was interesting. Like it hit a vein, like. So this is kind of a weird situation. Like it obviously doesn't really hurt, but it's like this is something that could happen. I thought it was interesting. And then everyone's like, you can't put this stuff up. Humane societies in the forums and stuff. Well, like I posted it on a ball python thing with just ball python people. And I was saying that it wasn't the snake's fault. I was feeding it and nothing happened to me. So you're supposed to just act like you people never get, you know, happen to get bit. Yeah. Like, isn't it obvious that, and I don't want to glorify it. I didn't mm-hmm. do anything. I just said, isn't this interesting, you know, but people are going, going crazy about it and then don't share it out of the group. I did mm-hmm. it at 10 for anyone mm-hmm. else to see it. And then people in the comments are talking about all this stuff like, Oh, you're, you know, going against what U.S. ARC's trying to do. And then... Uh, what is that? It's United States Association of Reptile Keepers. So it's who fights for our rights to keep snakes. So, like, they tried to uh, ban interstate trade with reticulated pythons, and they stood up to it, and they ended up getting it reversed. Oh, right. So basically, they just have lawyers. And, is that what uh, that... No, that's not the the calendar you paid. No, money. they oh. they did put the the proceeds to US Arc in the past. I don't think they did it this year. Okay. But I do have like a US Arc shirt. I'll probably wear it to uh NARBC. But um yeah, and then I said, "Well, guess what? Here's my receipt. I just gave $20 to US Arc. <laughs> whoever you. whoever can give $20 can talk, but not until then." And then a guy who who was like agreeing with me, paid $20 to US Arc, and then no one who was talking shit did it. Did it. Not one motherfucker, not some fucking person with their profile picture with the fucking boa driving in their car through the fucking <laughs> McDonald's drive through, which is fucking. Apparently, you're able to do that, but God forbid you see that they bite. You're supposed to fucking, with the you windows know, do down. Do whatever you want with fucking, them. Yeah, it's a fucking toy. But I'm the one who's wrong for showing an example of like just a little bite. That's interesting. Like, yeah, it hit my vein. Like, this is 
the worst that can happen, essentially. Right. Like, you're not going to go post that this to your normal like, Facebook. Well, I don't really have the money right now. Like, one of, and that's like, it was a lot of people's excuse. It's like, it's $20. I don't have the money either. But to make my fucking point, the fuck out of here. You haven't done shit. Put up or shut up. Exactly. So it's like, people, people shit on these people, but they, you know, give like ZooMed gives like hundreds of thousands of dollars to US Arc. Like they, at NARBC, I think it was, I think in 2005, the one that I went to in Tinley, I believe they took all the proceeds from the auction, which ended up being like $120,000. Or maybe it was the one just from the get go, but they doubled it. So like oh, they wow. gave so much money, money, but someone will be like, well, they sell that at Petco and. <laughs> Pet smart, so they're a piece of shit. Well, fuck you. They're the ones who are supplying the reptile hobby. First of all, for people to get into reptiles through the pet stores, that's why people start. You know, that's everyone's first impression, pretty much. When they see them at the store, and they have like some pretty good products that actually work. So why don't you start like supporting them instead of supporting, you know, whoever the fuck mm-hmm. who doesn't do shit. So realize like what you're stop being a hypocrite and realize <laughs> you know what's actually getting things done around here which is you know the wholesalers like the gourmet rodent who gave you know that leopard gecko up for auction and it made like fourteen thousand dollars or something Holy crap. that they put it up for free and then and they're a wholesaler oh fucking bad boys <laughs> they're, they're they're ruining the fucking hobby for everyone or look at like the Bells' reptile industry. They give so much fucking money to US Arc. And they're the bad ones too because they're selling to Petco and PetSmart. But they're the only ones who are we're keeping everything afloat. The people who talk the loudest are the people who are doing the we're least. We're doing nothing. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm fucking saving the whales. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying I have no way to talk. Well, I think Brian spent like they're auctioning shit away and he spent like a thousand dollars on bread or something fucking stupid like like pies or something like that and it's like people the you know you shit on someone but they're doing their own thing they have to make money for themselves for their family and they're also contributing things to the hobby Mm -hmm. even sometimes it might be bad like i don't really i don't really like uh you know retake stuff like that it's not really my forte, mm-hmm. but other people do, and you know, as long as they're doing what they deem right, who am I to say? To each his own, a little bit. Exactly. I mean, you can, you can't, um, you can't worry about what everyone else is doing. As long as they're helping out, like I feel like you have no right to say, you know. Right. They're doing their shit, and they're also helping out everyone as a whole. So. Right. And um, I heard this saying the other day. It was actually on like a reptile podcast. Uh, Eugene Bissett, who is a guy who's been like professional in the reptile hobby for like 40 years. Damn. Which is also, I love the fact that people, you know, most people don't even know who that is. And it's another person who's, you know, contributed so much Mm -hmm. to the hobby. And he's like, uh, there's a kid on a beach and he sees a starfish and he throws a starfish back in the ocean and, you know, there's an old guy behind him and he's like, you know, you won't save all of them, right? And the kid's like, well, I just wanted to save that one. So it's like, do what you can in your lane. 
you can't you can't fight everything for everyone. Mm-hmm. You can spend all the time in the world worrying about puppies and all this other stuff and yeah it's shitty but guess what i did i adopted my dog what the fuck do you have you have a fucking sharpay poodle fucking cum guzzler mix and you're acting like you're the fucking puppy whisperer but you didn't even adopt the dog man (laughs) okay they're like well i saved them from the pet store but the fucking they're just gonna replace it with another dog motherfucker that's why you don't save shit from shit because it's going to happen anyway. You can't, you're feeding the system. And it's also people, I saved it from Petco. And I understand that when you see something that, you know, looks like it's suffering. Mm-hmm. And the fact is that that's gotten like so much better over the years. Like the gourmet rodent does a, um, they have like vets and stuff and they're really particular about what they send out to. I'm not sure if it's Petco or PetSmart, the ones that they do. But they also do some education teaching, you know, the stores how to properly take care That's of the good. animals. That's good. That's nice. So the fact is, like, you've seen a lot better recently. The one thing that's always the most poorly taken Three care shelters. of. Three shelters. No. The, at, at, like, as far as reptiles go, Uh-oh. at, like, PetSmart is, um, you know, like, ball pythons. Really? Which all, which, like... Uh, I think they're just a lot harder to take care of than people give it credit for. They think it's just going to eat frozen food and they can keep it in a fish tank. And that's really it. But I think it's very different. I think people like to put on blinders about that. And then they wholesale their animals, do whatever. And then act like holier than now when you see someone flipping in quotations, which just means retail for everyone else in every other industry ever. And I understand it's a, it's an animal, so it can't have the same, you know, you can't have the same attitude towards it as you do, you know, some boots or whatever <laughs> that you bought low. But the fact is that, you know, some people have to do what they have to do to support themselves the and the day, their hobby it's a business. and their business. Yeah, exactly. You're flipping. And Brian's yeah. still doing that. You yeah, he just blogs, bought it. He just got, yeah, all those snakes in. Mm, that's his business. Right. And just people are so disconnected with the fact that this is what needs to happen. But it's like, what do you expect? Like, if you look at Brian's video, he has so many stinks. You just expect him to just, like, keep those and chill. And was he, he has to do something. You know what right. I mean? Like, you can't have that many snakes and not do anything. Like, Yeah, the fact is that, you know, everyone has bills every month. And you got to pay those bills somehow. And if it's uh, selling snakes, that's much better than me selling something else. I don't know. Selling your body. Selling those. Have you seen that crazy wrap thing? You know, that fucking wrap that people put on their stomachs and it's like a pyramid scheme. (laughs) First of all, that doesn't work. Anyone who's listening, which is no one. pictures. But but know the fact that that wrap doesn't fucking work. What then? You're saying the pictures are lies? I don't know. They must be dieting because just putting saran wrap around your stomach doesn't give you fucking abs. <laughs> or the uh, like girdle, fat. the girdle thingies. Oh, that, that will physiologically change you. Like those fucking, those corsets. Mm-hmm. That they, yeah, it's kind of like foot binding. Like that will really work, but you're also disfiguring yourself. So 
Beauty's pain. Yeah. Have luck with your internal organs. <laughs> Interesting. But, you know, there's a lot worse things, and there's a lot worse people in, say, the reptile hobby, but don't support those people. There's always going to be bad people. There's always going to be bad people everywhere who don't really care about animals, don't really care about whatever they're selling, don't care about how they affect other people, but be that person that's different and show people don't bitch at them and tell them over Facebook. And if you're going going to be on your high horse, you better... uh, Better to be doing something else. Right. Um, I, I feel like I'm trying to refrain from talking specifically. Yeah, I know. About shit. But, but it's hard. But it's kind of hard. You're telling the line. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's just what... Because <laughs> that's what's been going on. I don't know. You, I guess you're not inundated. And I'm not like on social media a lot with the snake stuff. But you see some things, you know, with all the gossip, because there's always gossip anywhere and everywhere. Gossip, and snake the fact is gossip. That you know the reptile hobby or snake hobby or whatever the hell you want to call it is way too small for everyone to be shitting on each other. You know, the only way you're gonna make any ground is at least finding common ground that everyone's trying their best. Nobody knows shit about shit, because like you're not a fucking snake. <laughs> also, <laughs> you're, so you're saying you don't know shit? Are you acknowledging? No, yeah, of course. But you know so much shit. What do you? Yeah, mean? but you're you're making, you know, I'm just building off stuff that people have done in the past. So it's like you're you need to acknowledge the fact that, say, Eugene Bissett has he said he's killed more snakes than he's ever bred mm. because. It took him so long to figure out how to breed green tree pythons. Trial and error. Trial and error, trying to figure out so that now people can breed them readily. And not and kill the them survival too. rate, <laughs> yeah, is so much better because he did all the hard work. Damn. But what? the fact is that someone's got to do all that work. It might not be happening now, but it happened in the past. And now everyone goes crazy if a snake dies. But, that, well, but that's It's unfortunate, of, but you kind of have to kill them to figure out how to do it right luckily now like everything's figured out to an extent (laughs) but i think people need to you know there's definitely always going to be better ways to do things and do your small little experiments and find out what works for you but um yeah so i think that to think that you're going to breed snakes and everyone's going to be perfect and everyone's going to survive and especially with people using morphs you know those are broken genes you know, those are mutations of genes. The fact that you think you're going to put five of those together and it's always going to be a perfect snake coming out is just doesn't make much sense. Well, then you you're just, making a little mutant. You didn't take eighth grade science where we made Punnett squares, basically. Right. If you think they're going to come out perfect. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't you can't expect everything to be perfect every time. And I've seen like, if you have temperature spikes and stuff like undergrown jaws and stuff like that in the snakes and it's, it's terrible. Yeah. Or, or vice versa or the other way around. No one can see your ridiculous horse faces right now, but yeah. So either like they don't eat or, you know, they can get mouth rot, stuff like that. And the fact is that, you know, unfortunately with, you can't produce 10,000 ball pythons and expect all of them to be great little. It's just the things that people don't talk about. 
it's that there's going to be loss. Just like, you know, it's just because like the humane just society, like any, you, know, you can't talk about the bad side. You can't talk about getting bit or right. snakes yeah, dying. I, I understand that. But I mean, I want to be the first one to be like, this is what happened. Um, there was a temperature spike here. So that's, this is what caused this. You also have to be attentive to those details in order to get that correct information so that people do it less. And I mean, that's what's been happening, you know, for years and years. But people got a lot sketchier about People have become way too um, romantic with the fact that nothing ever goes wrong, that we have it totally figured out, and I don't think we do. But if you don't talk about what went wrong, you know... Then how are you ever going to make it better? You you definitely have to talk about that. Like, hey, like this happened, you know, and someone else may be like, oh, this happened to me too. But then some people are like, oh, he's got the cooties, I'm never going to buy a snake. (laughs) The cooties. He's got the cooties. (laughs) Got the snake aids and there's nothing, you know. No, but that's just life. Like shit happens. Right. Does it yeah, make you a bad breeder? Like, Does oh, so and so has mites. Oh, Brian has mites. Everyone's had fucking mites. If you've ever had a snake before, ever had a collection, you've probably had mites. Well, that's before. like with anything. And then you treat them. You don't leave them and do whatever. Or a snake has a bad shed. You treat that. You do what you can. But. It's always going to happen. The only one who are not, you know, open to that fact is the people who don't have big collections. The people who, I guess, have time to be on Facebook fucking telling their opinions to everyone. Hey, they, they don't, I don't know. What? <laughs> the, the newest people tend to speak Talk the, the loudest. loudest. Right, but. And I understand that. Like, uh, oh, there was a fucking video today with a Burmese python and, like, some fucking rednecks put a pig in there. And it's like, first of all, don't take a video of this. Second of all, like, there's no need to feed the pig to the Burmese python. Like, what size pig? I was less like a little pig. But there's there's no fucking, because, you know, it's going to wail and shit like that. And they videoed it? Yeah, because they need attention. That's, see, that's and the kind of fucked kind up of shit like that humane bastard. society. And people do, like, there was a video a couple of years ago of, like, a puppy or something that someone did. And it's like, yeah, the snake's going to do what the snake is going to do. There's no reason to ever, A, videotape a live animal being killed. And if you are, like, know the fact Fuck. that you should make it, like, a regular prey item. Or it probably eats frozen dog bunnies or some shit. Like, know and that's the fact fine. that that's you're so a piece better. of shit. How is that better that it's a bunny? No, I'm saying frozen thought, meaning don't like put Alive. the animal suffering and stuff like that. And especially a pig is going to be squealing. You're a piece of and shit. And then you yeah. suck as a person. You're just a person who wants to feel like they have dominion over some animal. Fucking because, Michael Because your life people. sucks and you have to, you have to drink like 10 beers when you get home from your construction job that you fucking hate. And you film it And too. your wife's fat. And you don't get laid, and you haven't seen your dick in ten years, so you throw a pig in with a Burmese python. Where do they like? Mm, I can't. That's just a sick individual. I can't. I don't even know what else to say on that. Right. <laughs> that's rants, but yeah. But I mean, that's the bad side of it. Those are the shitty people. But yeah, get mad at those people. Don't get mad at you know. Right, people who are trying to do the right thing. Right. And, you know, everyone needs to know that there is a circle of life. Everything eats. We eat chickens. We eat cows. And factory farms are, you know, worse than that pig, honestly, being, you know, it was so quick 
to mm-hmm. die. It's a giant Burmese python, but it's not, you know, the best thing to uh, put out there. Yeah. And that's, you know, that will be negative PR for sure. Definitely. I, I totally commented on that video. Oh, and you then did. people just kept on. And I, I was, I wasn't very like, I was just like, oh, there's no need to show this. Like, there's just no need to show that. Yeah. Him. Yeah. There's no reason. And then people were like arguing with me, like, and I didn't really argue, but you know, they were saying like, you uh, shouldn't have the commented. circle of life and all this you dumb sh- shit, you know, and it was so, yeah, but that's a fabricated circle of life. You are, exactly. that's just not natural circle of life. That is you. That's you making that you're not god <laughs> right but it's some um, you know redneck who can't even control you know his boss is on him all day so he's like there's one thing i can do i can i can film control whether this pig eaten. lives or dies motherfuckers oh, i've gross. got all the fucking power how did you even get on that video um it's going pretty viral these days i guess and then it's also like you always see all the fucking videos. They've been doing these videos a lot of like venomous snakes and stuff like that, like people feeding them or them coming at the camera, which is like a viper keeper uh, clip. Who's like a guy who keeps venomous. And it was like, this guy keeps calm while his cobra's out. And the cobra comes out and he's like, oh, Elvis, go back in your cage, whatever, whatever. But people don't understand that, you know, he's a very responsible keeper. Like, People are like, oh, he's very relaxed. Like, this isn't normal. Like, this is Mm -hmm. so dangerous. But you don't realize that if you don't want to fucking panic when you... (laughs) It's going to make it worse if you're panicking. Yeah, like, they don't understand that he knows exactly what he's doing. But it's still just... And people are quick, you know, people are quick to say, oh, that's going to be bad press, too, for whatever. And that's... That's unfair to say. I don't know. People when just I've, don't know the con- that goes for media of everything. You don't get the full context. Whenever I hear the word venomous, it's just like hair standing up, and I'm just immediately more. I don't know. Caution, waving the flag. I mean, yeah, you should be more. So just the thought of someone just like keeping a bunch of venomous snakes, just like, yeah, no. Well, that's somebody's thing. And you have to do it the right way, and you know you should have mentors, stuff like that, that help you along the way. You you can't just get one, keep it in a fucking fish tank. Should not. No newbies no, getting no. venomous snakes. No newbies. That's why I think it's Florida. It's like something like a thousand hours you have to do oh, to, really? in order to get, which makes so much. Oh, I like sense. that. Wow, I'm shocked. Florida's so fucked up in so many things for everything, but like wildlife law and reptile keeping shit like that that's like because they have so much swamps and water and shit yeah it's like fifth grade reading not very important (laughs) but voting policies (laughs) don't care but youtube videos with guys with beers in their hand no shirt no shoes fucking (laughs) bunch of putting their nutsack on an alligator's face bunch of shit in florida is bad (laughs) but they're all bad their reptile laws are awesome all bad videos go come from florida and texas is pretty decent as far as like there's permit systems uh system system for everything pretty much and to a certain degree it's just a tax but is there where would you say i mean i don't know if this is really a thing like a collection of like snake breeders in certain states is there like one state that has like more than other way more than others well there's different states and different areas for different things okay 
because so, of like temperature and stuff. Yeah, that and also laws. So like Pennsylvania is like the wild west of <laughs> reptile <laughs> land. Okay. Anyone can get any venomous. Anyone can get any large constrictor. Anyone can do whatever the fuck they want. That's I would never guess <laughs> Pennsylvania, but okay. Yeah, it's Pennsylvania. So who has like the strictest laws? Uh, like in New York, it kind of blue dick for sure. Like you can't have any, can't have any native species. So you can't have any of the garter snakes, anything like that. You can't have any venomous. No so they want what. you to have foreign shit. You said you can't have any native. That means right. like from there. So they want right. you to have stuff not from yeah, there. Yeah, essentially, because if you have native, then you can let it go more easily. It might introduce mm. disease and stuff like that to the native population. But um, yeah, so in New York, you can't have large constrictors. You can't have pretty much anything. So don't go to New York if you want snakes. Yeah, go to New York if you want, you know, the regular snakes. You can have, and I don't possess anything that's illegal in New York. Oh, okay. Because, so, like, I'm not into big constrictors or venomous snakes. So where's, like, a heavy populate, population of snake breeders? Other than Pennsylvania, obviously. Right. So there's, like, certain things that have lent themselves to having bigger like populations of snake people like definitely florida obviously because just naturally they have the most reptiles you know in the united states Mm -hmm. and then also you know people like at least back in the day it was more so the fact that people want to go herping and find snakes in the wild as well as you know have them and breed them okay so it's like those natural areas where snakes occur more people are going to get into them because they lived there their whole life, you know, Surround they saw them. one and said, mm-hmm. hey, that's interesting. And then also it lends itself to keeping snakes and breeding snakes because it's usually a more temperate climate. So like, you know, Florida's always been a big one and that's always where the biggest breeders and like wholesalers are. So the fact that they're all doing, there's like so many more pet stores, there's so many, mm. everything. So it just... Because the biggest reptile breeders and stuff are there, it, you know, spreads out there faster. And then you go to Chicago where there's Tinley Park now. And the fact that that's like the biggest show in the country. Brings people there. It used to be in Daytona, Florida. Okay. But now it's different. So people come from all over the world to go to Chicago. So that also spreads out. Mm -hmm. Chicago is obviously a big area. So that gives you like a good population of snake people. Even New York has the White Plains show. It's been like, that's a show like me and my dad went to when I was like a little kid, like since I was like six. And so it's always been going on there. And it's also a port, you know, that has to go into effect mm. so you can import stuff. So, um, so it's spread out from there. LA, obviously just a matter of having a big population, good weather. There's natural snakes there and you know, some big importer stuff like that coming from there. But different snakes there in L.A. Arizona, Yeah, yeah. Arizona attracts people just because there's a lot of rattlesnakes. Oh, duh, rattlesnakes. You know, there's a lot of natural snakes out there in the desert. So it's really uh, everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then Texas has like a decent amount because, I mean, Bob Clark's here. who's, He's in Oklahoma, but it's the same shit. And Mike Wilbanks and like a lot of big breeders are uh, in the Oklahoma, Texas kind of area. So that's why any, any RBC is in Arlington. 
Because, you know, they're taking, they have one, I believe, in California, one in Texas, one in Arlington. And then I think they thought of doing one in New York, but it's just kind of too expensive to have one in New York. And then there's a big expo in Florida. So the fact that, you know, there's big shows in New York, Chicago, L.A., Dallas. So so essentially it's covering all the bases, right? Right. Different sections of the country. And then if you're in, like, Wyoming. You're fucked. Because yeah, you live really in hard. Wyoming, because it already sucks. No, Wyoming doesn't suck. Couldn't tell you where Wyoming is on a map Way above Colorado. to save my life. I was like 30 minutes from the border, and I never went there. Because who the fuck wants to go to Wyoming? I don't know. Unless you I'm sure it's live nice. in Wyoming. Okay. People say that about Dallas. <laughs> no, people <laughs> don't think about the <laughs> landscape here. It's pretty dog shit. But Wyoming still has mountains and stuff on the Rockies. Yeah, I'm pro-Wyoming. What the fuck do you know about? <laughs> you didn't go there. You just said you never even went there. So how are you pro-Wyoming? Well, I can respect Wyoming. Okay. Because you totally went there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty much. But yeah, are you excited for your first show? I am. I still don't really know what it is. I try to ask you what it is, but I don't know what I'm getting myself into. There's just snakes, and you look at snakes, people selling snakes, and we got compare the it passes. To, so compare it to do. something else. Is there something you can compare it to that I would know? Have you ever been to any type of like expo for anything? Teacher. Oh, that's stuff. like the worst fucking oh example. Gosh. So imagine all those, like, what the fuck do they even do for oh, teachers? They just expo? give you a bunch of free shit. Like, yeah, so just that's like not how it is. All but... those companies that are, you know, sell stuff for classrooms right. or sell, yeah. product, like anything like that. You just walk around and like they try to sell you on their shit. And there's... So this is essentially like that, except they don't have to try to sell you. You're already looking at all your shit. <laughs> And like, you know, breeders can bring, you know, stuff to show off, stuff to sell, just generally get some FaceTime with people, hang out, you know, talk to people they know from it's uh, these shows like the NARBC show is a good place because it's like where breeders come from all over the place to come. So the Arlington one's not as big, but Tinley, you'll see international people. You'll see people from Florida, from California, from Texas, from wherever. So it's like everyone convenes there and you get to see all your friends and stuff. You also... Is there going to be people like me who you like also don't have know shit the biggest there? market. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's open to the general public. So there'll be a lot of like families looking for pet animals, stuff like that. But the NARBCs are mostly you're going to bring your higher dollar animals because it attracts, you know, the biggest uh, breeders in the world. I'm excited. So, like, if you go to a regular expo, if you're going to, like, Jim Bob's Reptile (laughs) Emporium in fucking Memphis or some bullshit, (laughs) then you're going to want to bring your animals that are, like, 50 to 250. Like, you're not going to, you might bring a few, you know, that are 500 to 1,000, but you're never going to, most of the time, you're never going to sell anything that's, say, $2,000. So, how do you travel with snakes and reptiles? Oh, I'm probably not the best to ask, but I mean, I know most people take vans, stuff like that. And so you... is Brian driving down here? Oh, I'm not sure. Probably. Some people oh, have shipped drive. them up in big boxes, that too, and then took a plane in. Okay. But yeah, for the most part, people drive. Um, I'm not sure. Don't ask me exactly how some people do it. 
But uh, yeah, so like Tinley Park, they went from Louisiana to damn. Yeah, just drive through, you know, and keep the the van at a pretty constant temp- temperature. How do you do that overnight? Keep on trucking. Um, what do you mean? Like, how do you keep it at a good temperature? Like, obviously, you have to stop. You got to drive through. I mean, you don't have to, but it's also from Louisiana to Chicago. That is so yeah, far. You have, two, you have two people. It's like nineteen hours. Maybe, maybe, probably, but. And you so you don't people. you don't stop, or you try not to. Okay, you know you just that or depending on rough. time of the year you just not really you're just a girl. <laughs> okay, I just the envisioning sitting in a car for 19 hours straight. I mean, like, if it's a van, I guess it's a little bit more roomy. Right. And I mean, if you're with another person and you're talking and doing all that shit, I mean, I don't do know. You, I did New York to Chicago pretty 12 hours and I just did it. I just didn't sleep that day. Do you think it's possible to become very big in the snake world without doing these sure. conferences and expos and stuff? Yeah. I mean, there's people who are 100% just online. Like that Justin Kabilka, who I was just talking about, he still goes to Tim Lee, but it was more of a, he even just brought an acrylic case of snakes to show off. He didn't even really sell anything, hmm. but um, he doesn't do shows, anything like that. I mean, he's at such a small number and quality wise. So he goes like top quality animals, mm-hmm. uh, smaller numbers, you know, makes it very efficient. And, uh, you know, you're going to do most of those sales online. Okay. So most of that's going to come, you know. Through. But if you're doing like lower grade, you know, ball python stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you have just normal, you know, your $50 to like $500 stuff, then yeah, you're probably going to want to do like a show circuit. You can still do it all online, but I think it's always good to get out there, get your face out there to people. And some people like them. Some people don't. Uh, I think they're fun. Part some of people business get, for you. Some people get sick of it i think after a little while so what stage of your business would you start doing them um as soon as i have stuff to sell which is how many i don't know next year two years would you envision oh honestly i have no idea (laughs) sooner than two years i'm sure really yeah but like small you wouldn't like Go I do wouldn't NRB. do Tinley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You would do a small show. Yeah, yeah, I would do the local. Uh, there's one in, uh, there's one in Arlington that's not any RBC, and it's kind of a little, you know, mom and pop show, which a lot of these are. Okay, you could get in that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be a better crowd to, you know, sell what I have. How many snakes do you want to have a year from now? I don't know. If I had unlimited money, no I would have regular people money. Fifteen thousand regular people money. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't have any idea. Okay. I just want to do it sustainable, and like something that won't get me overwhelmed very quickly. You know, you can't just. Some people go from like one to a thousand in like a year. Just get and totally like, overwhelmed, out, bro. Yeah, yeah, because you're buying all these babies and it's like you got to take into account that those you know 100 babies 
are going to be a hundred adults, which might be, you know, a lot more on your plate. And then you also might have not known in the beginning what you wanted to do, what direction you wanted to go in. Uh, you may have, you know, a one to one ratio, which would be way too many males. So mm -hmm. 1.1, 1.1, <laughs> but you know, like I would probably for most species, I would want like a one to three ratio or so. Okay. And then also because males are going to, especially if you're messing around with uh, mutations, you know, you want to get new genes in there, new mutations. So you want to buy, you want to buy, once your females are ready, buy a top dollar male to go to, to all your females. Fem Don't buy your females and males at the same time. Cause then you'll buy the male at a high price. And by the time the female is ready to breed, he'll be at a very low price. You might as well have just grew up the female and then bought a male that year or okay. something like that. Cause it will be cheaper and you don't have to, you know, feed that mouth the whole time. When is, is your, your female, um, jungle python, is she grown? Um, I wouldn't breed her this year, but I mean, she could maybe, okay. I don't know. I'm not really, uh. That's not really a goal of mine is to breed her. It doesn't really matter to me. It's really, okay. it's really whatever. Well, in your plans, I think you should include getting a baby green tree python. That is, I think you should get a green tree python that's right either now. python it's either red or blue, but preferably red. Red or blue. Well, there's only babies that are red. Oh, well, they turn right because they, they can, can either turn, turn green or blue, right? Uh, kind of. That's like a very designer trait with the ones that turn blue. Okay. Well, just good. And it's also a degree of luck. And also those are like you're taking that luck and investing like fifteen hundred dollars into seeing if it's gonna be fucking blue or fucking well you green. just buy one that's already blue it's not really my game buy one that's already blue or buy a that's baby also the fact that they that person already got lucky they know it and they're selling it for <laughs> a lot of money <laughs> okay well how, what about a baby red one maybe that's not something that i would want to do on the wholesale level definitely not just for a pet oh, i mean i could just yeah. for a pet. Right. Damn, that sounded loud on the fucking... Because it was light. loud in <laughs> general that life. Phone? No, that's yours because it's connected. Shit, yours oh, is connected, connected to, to the, the speaker. speaker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess, I guess this is it for now. We'll just do another episode after we come back from the show with your... My newfound knowledge that I learned at NARBC. Uh -huh. Yeah, I got to see what, uh, when exactly what time setup is and shit so we can show up. Should I? Oh, well, this doesn't need to be recorded. What? Should no, I? No, say it into the mic if you're going to say it. I mean, it has nothing to do with it. I'm just asking if I should not tutor on Friday. Oh, what time are you tutoring? Uh, 1.15. Um, I'm not sure. Would you be able to get out of it? Yeah, I can just tell her I can't do it. Yeah, they fucking, they screwed you over the last time. <laughs> Two times. <laughs> yeah, I'm so. I'm going to have to start lying on my logs and start making up some shit. Right. I had to do it last semester. Well, too, if so. there's one person that listens to this and they're at NARBC Arlington, 
We will be there. Hey, hit us up. Yeah, hit <laughs> us up on the imaginary thing to hit us up on. <laughs> Is there going to be like the thing that's like popular now where it has like the Twitter board? Where you, you like know, you have an NARVC Twitter board where it's like the screen and you send it. It's like a, yeah. everything. That was at my fucking graduation from college. They oh, had like, you know how many dicks I would put on that fucking thing? <laughs> I'm sure there was oh someone filtering it, or I don't know how you would, but yeah, it was, they're everywhere now. So maybe they'll, maybe they'll have an NARVC. No, I don't think so. I kind of hope not. It's a little. <laughs> I'm going to put dicks on that one, <laughs> You're too. just going to fuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't care. If you give me a public forum, I'll probably put a dick on it. Yeah. Whatever it is. Okay, well, till next time. Till next time. Dum, dum, dum. Do I like, you know, am I supposed to like put my, my shit out there? I know I'm supposed to, but I don't really care. What shit? Like, visit me at... Look up Port City Pythons on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, you should definitely put it. You gotta on plug. Instagram, you gotta plug yourself. Plug your shit and put a link in the bio. Yeah, uh, Port City Python sponsor of this wonderful podcast. Uh, oh, no, why you just made <laughs> your voice our own. like that? Because that's what you do when you're reading. You sponsors. sounded like um Sean for a little bit. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> Wonder if Sean's Welcome gonna be there. Welcome to From the Ground Up. Well, you have your little intro sponsored by. Port City Pythons, Port City Pythons Facebook page, Port City Pythons Instagram, PortCityPythons.com, PortCityPythons.PortCityPythons at Facebase.com. Awesome. And that's really it. Okay. We're out. Deuces.